Like a torquage. Like a torquage. Brilliant. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the eating edition of Like a Torquage podcast. My name is Michael. And I'm Ryan. And we have food in our hands. Well, my hand. I haven't eaten in 48 hours. I haven't eaten in about four hours, actually. I started fasting Friday night and then... I've had some mint tea and some fish oil, and now I'm going to eat a white nectarine, and I am so excited about it, you have no idea. Let's hold off on it for a second. No! Because I was originally going to fast with you, but decided that it was stupid. And you were lucky because there was uh, taquitos at the Hispanic Poetry. and they were very tasty, and I liked them Oh, God, I wanted some of those. The sauce, it was excellent. I can't wait much longer. Okay, okay. Eat, Let's eat, eat. Start eating. Oh, wait. All right, anyway, so. He has Wait, a, wait, no. Hold on. Hey, lack of torquage. Every Thursday night in the Goldfarb Center, there's free coffee at 745. We just bought the sugar and the non-dairy creamer. It's a good sentence. And um, poetry, songwriting, fun stuff. You can also read some prose pieces. Prose pieces. Totally accepted. Prose pieces. It's like Reese's Pieces, except it's prose. Oh, okay. It's fitting for Halloween season. All right, I'm going to eat this. Hold on. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Hold on. This effer. Effer. Oh, hold on. I have a chocolate, extremely chocolate, Long John I just purchased from King Supers. It is gigantic. There's no vanilla. The audience does not care about this. Let's eat this. Okay, I'm just juxtaposition. Here we go. Ah. Mm. Mm. Good. Mmm. Mm. The cream is chocolate too. Huh. Huh. Go figure. Are white nectarines supposed to be kind of hard? I don't know. I've never eaten nectarine. It's good, but it's kind of. I think it might be over. Not ripe enough. So, our issue for the night is women's or is college girls' fear of intimacy a problem. There's been a lot of this. I mean, it's not just because we're ugly. No. Not partly, but I doubt that it's entirely up right. to that. Right. It can't be all that. That can't be it. And really, I'm not that ugly. I'm not that ugly either. Well, yeah, really. I think if they if took both of us and put us together, we would make an ugly guy and a good-looking guy. I'd be the good-looking guy. But I honestly believe that there is hardwired into the female psyche for evolutionary purposes, maybe, or whatever. Um, a lack of desire to let a guy be really close to a girl, um, in the sense that she really needs him. I've seen some intimacies before, but it's usually with the guy needing the girl that those types of long-term relationships work out. It has to do with the whole mother thing. How's that? Mother is the primary, uh, caretaker, traditionally, caregiver, and, uh... Girls are afraid of being really intimate. Until they're really more mature, they're capable of being vulnerable. Guys, on the other hand, are ready to be vulnerable. Well, no, we're not. We're not ready to be vulnerable. But ready we kind of have to be, right? Yeah. We have to we be. Throw we have to be throw ourselves out there all the time. Like, yeah, I mean, we're the ones who have to instigate a relationship oftentimes. Mm. And we also have something driving us that the girls don't. Which and that is, is yes. a sex drive, the likes of which no woman will ever, ever know. Which is a shame. Kind of. Yeah. It's also good. What are the challenges with 
girls not being comfortable with intimacy. We've got stilted relationships. We've got power imbalances. Oh yeah, we got that whole deal. We've got we've got girls who deliberately get with guys that aren't that deep, or deliberately go with guys that treat them like crap because they know that relationship isn't going to last. Yeah, like subconsciously. And if one could last, they're just not gonna go for that. Yeah, they're not gonna go for the one that might work. They'll be scared away. You know. And this all leads back to the fact that we are the perfect mates, and that's why they don't like us. Yeah. Because, I mean, really, I mean, could you imagine a girl who uh, is not into what we offer? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty difficult. Nectarines, they're like genetic mess-ups, right? I've, I don't know. I always thought nectarine had something to do with tangerines because they kind of rhyme. My entire philosophy runs through rhyme. If it rhymes, it must be true. For example, I went to the mountains to build some fountains. And you know, last year for for a month, I did do that. Really? Yes. In Tibet. Mountains in Tibet. Build fountains. I bet. Yeah, Tibetan Tibetan fountains. If I were to place that bet, I would make money. Yes. And with that money, you could buy honey. True. Is that true? Isn't it? Yes. All right. Because you can go to the store and just buy some honey with some money called uh, economy economics so my ability with women is uncanny and that's why it's easy to get me poo nanny right is that true then does that make that true i think you ran the couplet a little long i think it has to be short and most of the time it's it's not okay here's a modifier on this if rhyme comes out and you don't force it then it's definitely true okay that's just the way the mind works. It's intuitive of oh. these things. Oh, okay. like, I'm going to set a rhyme here so this guy knows. Okay. All right. You know, it's going to happen. All right. You know, be confident. I feel the blood coming back into my cheeks. I see it. What's another issue? Not too long ago, had a experience with a girl who uh, didn't want the commitment of a relationship and that, you know. Why not? Yeah. I, well, she said she just got out of a really bad relationship, mm-hmm. which makes some sense. But then again, you got to... You can't fear these things, you know? You can't fear things just because something happened in the past. Because then you'll never get anywhere. Yeah, but that's all platitudes. Get right down to the real nitty-gritty. There's a feeling underneath all that, right? It's got to be a feeling that's saying, don't get close to this person. Insert your advertisement here! You can put your advertisement here! No, but you want to know something provocative is yeah. student-faculty relations. Okay, do it. As do a, it. As a, a member of the Cauldron Committee, on in which there's been much tension between students and faculty throughout the time that students have been on it, because Sun almost forced two students, I mean, they practically forced two students on the board. You know, they said, hey, we want two students on the board on Cauldron, and uh, we're not going to, basically not going to take no for an answer, and so... Cauldron relented and said, you know, yes, we, do, we, we really wanted a, a, a committee made purely up of faculty because students get to hang out with other students all the time, but faculty with faculty is such a rare thing. I mean, that's why they go on retreats in the first place. And I am very worried about this issue because I'm afraid that a rift could, you know, divide us when we need to be a community. And in such a community, past, past scar tissue needs to be you know, removed. 
We need to heal these these Where wounds. Where did this opinion come from? Did you hear it from one of the faculty? No, I've just it's just something I've observed. I mean that students do not think of faculty opinion, and faculty do not think of student opinion. We need to meet in the middle. We need to form a community because this is what Naropa is about. This is what Naropians care about: the community. Yes, Naropians, stop looking at me like that. Opinions? Yes, just chew. Actually, I thought that was really interesting. So, what are you going to do? How are you going to fix the problem? Well, I'm, I'm going to talk to the separate members of Cauldron about this idea of mine. I don't have an idea. I just, I'm just something I've observed. You know, let them know, hey, what do you want us students on the on, on Cauldron to, uh, to do? You know, is there anything we could do that would make you trust us more? You know, where we could be part, where we, you know, we're all equal on this... this on this committee, because right now, me, myself, and Ali Dory, the uh, BA representative on Cauldron, we do not have. We do not Who? have. Ali Dory, I believe is her name. Who's that? She is the BA representative on Cauldron. I'm the MA representative. What's she look? I would like to talk to Cauldron and you know see if we could get Ali and myself, or the two representative students, whoever they may be in the future, to be voting members because, or at least on student matters. Because right now, we are just kind of sitting there, listening, and we don't really have, we don't really talk. But I think this, I mean, I've only been to one meeting, and this is why I didn't talk. But I feel like the student voice, while present, is not being used enough. And I don't, but I don't think we should use it to such an extent that it, that it, fa it leads faculty to... Uh, dislike what we're doing, you know. I think we need to just, you know, be all be as equals because we're all human beings, you know. All our opinions matter. Different viewpoints. You know what? Why not bring staff onto every community as well? Staff, faculty, and students. Three pieces of one community. Too much work. Too much work, yes, but this is Naropa. We're building things. For the staff. The pilot light. They're underpaid. Right. It's horrible, you know. They don't want to have to be on all these committees and do their stuff. It's kind of not fair. So, oh, so we shouldn't ask them if they want to be? We should exclude them on assumptions on that basis? I don't think they would want to. Well, we should ask them. And I feel right. strongly about that. I feel strongly about that, too. And that's about all I have to say about that. Good Ho job. Hooray! I feel special! I really do, though. Lacket Orchids every Thursday night in the Goldfarb Center. Seven forty-five is free coffee. Eight o'clock till nine thirty is the prose, poetry, songwriting, and funny stuff. Lacket Orchids is special as well. We kick the asses of other such Whoa. poetry. Whoa! Open mic nights. Calm down. We don't care. Calm down. We'll fight you. Oh my God! In the streets with metaphors. <laughs> They the cut. Streets. They cut like swords anyway. What? They do not rust as quickly as steel. Huh? I'm speaking metaphors, baby. I'm confused. Bitch! You defeated me. See this? This is how it's gonna happen. Ah! <laughs> yes, there's, they're gonna bleed to death internally and choke on their own blood. They oh, don't have computers anyway. They're too busy getting stoned. Laka. Torquage. Like a torquage. You can put your advertisement here. 
here. You can put your advertisement here. Put it here. In my ear. Hey, welcome back to Lack of Torquage, the podcast. Supplement to the Lack of Torquage open mic night that goes Thursday nights from 745 to up to 10 o'clock if you want to. Cold Farb Center, come there. Free yeah, coffee and tea. Free coffee at 745. How you doing, Ryan? Doing okay. Yeah? Yeah, I'm thinking about things. What things are you thinking about? Moral issues. Moral issues. Moral issues. Moral, perhaps, philosophical issues? Yeah, about about that road. Well, let's hear it. I'm very interested in this. I'm well, I had a discussion last night with a friend of mine about uh, religion. Uh, oh, those are fun, yes. fun conversations. So fun. You know who likes hearing about those conversations? Who? Everybody else. Really? They just love hearing about people who had conversations about religion. Yeah. I, it's a very popular in uh, Japan. Hey. Well, anyway, this was concerning. I am a s- extreme uh, non-believer of anything spiritual, and she is an extreme believer of very much spiritual things. Mm. We're talking about values. Did you start out really listening to one another, though? Yes, I yep. think so. And uh, it all boiled down to uh, this uh, moral issue of, is it best to express yourself, or is it best to uh, be considerate of others? I thought it'd be best to be considerate of others. She thought it'd be best to express yourself. All right. What aspect of her argument was spiritual? Well, the in expressing yourself, even if it has negative uh, consequences... It's still part of the collective consciousness, which I don't quite understand because if... Well, well, I mean, even if you acknowledge that there's a collective unconscious, it's still not that good. It's still a, you know, marginally negative thing you've done. So she's wrong either way, right? In my opinion, yes. Well, in your opinion was that there is no collective unconscious. There is only the mesh of relationships that she has to consider, and she needs to consider people... people's feelings before she speaks and uh, affects them negatively. This is true. This is true. Yeah. So, well, she's not here right now, so we can't really argue with her, but why don't... I'll take up her position. Um, And I know what you were talking about was uh, she wanted to tell some guy that she liked him even though he had a boyfriend... a girlfriend. Even though he had a girlfriend. Um... And she thought it would be best for her to tell him, even though she knew that it would, uh, like, Im- it would make the guy consider cheating on his girlfriend or maybe mess them up, right? Right, but she would have added the qualifier. But don't leave your girlfriend. I mean, just I just wanted to get this off my chest, kind of thing. And so she would be, in a sense, being selfish, getting it off her chest at the expense of their possible anxiety. Yes. Okay. So let's do the argument. You be you, and I'll be her. Okay, you're wrong. I don't care! I don't care if I'm wrong! I hate all men! I don't care about myself! (laughs) I hate you. You should! Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ, you should! You're gonna delete this. I'm gonna kill babies! (laughs) I'm gonna eat some babies! I'm hungry! I like to eat babies! Right, and so I said, I just, I just, I just think that's wrong. You know, I think you need to consider. I don't care. I don't care what you think or anybody else. I only care about myself, myself and my babies. Nom 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 nom.
Ryan, I want to commend you for standing up to that evil demon woman. That was uh, that was a gorgon that you confronted. I've heard I've heard Greek myths that were less less <laughs> less less scary than that. <laughs> and uh, I just want to commend you. Good job. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. It it wasn't that great actually for me because it's because you know we're good friends and I feel like there's this. There's this crazy rift, and I, I mean, it's... What's the rift? The rift between someone acting off of beliefs and the rift between someone who's working with their reasoning. But here's the thing. Even with the beliefs, I mean, if you take this collective unconscious thing in, she's still not being... She's still not acting for the greater good. She's really just being selfish. That's exactly that's what I'm all about. It's just... Well, hold on. What happens when you say that to her? Even... Here we'll do the we'll do it again, and I won't do that this time. I'll like say to me that even with belief in the unconscious, and okay, okay. So we're in the scene again. Okay, scene A. Okay, well, I believe you can act as spiritual as you'd like, but you have to act practically when you're dealing with societal issues, as in you know things outside of yourself. I'm not willing for you to not accept my belief in collective unconscious, though. I'm not... That exists. That's That informs the way I act. I'm not discounting your belief. Oh, yeah? I'm just saying society as a whole does not believe what you believe. Society is made up of different beliefs. That doesn't matter. That. that doesn't matter. Can we please just for a minute pretend that my beliefs are valid and just imagine that I need to get it off my chest and that that will improve the world just as much as not... Uh, just as much as if I were to keep it to myself your, con- your convictions aren't very strong if you have to pretend that they're valid well i'm trying to get you to pretend i believe in them do you okay cut scene ryan you <laughs> dumbass we were you were supposed to concede that there was a collective unconscious and that despite that she was doing the immoral thing i was unaware of this okay i'm sorry i wasn't explicit enough no in telling you what to do Every GD moment. I'm sorry. I'm such a jerk. No, no. What I was saying, I am. What I was saying was, even if you concede that there is an unconscious and that there is an element of catharsis that she shares with the world when she gets this huge, big deal off her chests, even with that, it's still not very good to want to. That still doesn't balance out because it creates anxiety in the conscious world. Even if it gives a tiny amount of catharsis in the unconscious world, it's still a little more negative than positive. And that's what I should have said, yes? Well, that's what, yeah, just then. Just then. On okay. the thing. On the scene so, thing. Well, that's just, I'm saying, and then I'm going to see what, and I was going to be her, and we'll find out what her response is. What would her response would have been? I would perform it. I would channel it like a shaman. Okay, we're going to do the scene again. Okay. I just don't understand why you can't accept my beliefs. That's, that informs how I act. Well, Michael Hussey says, no matter how how great the relief is, you know, in, for you in the unconscious world, the the negative outcome in the conscious world, in the real world, will outweigh that. I was born on the celestial seas of the energy world! I was raised in the fires of the cerebral columns! Nothing can stop my power! I care not for your silly logic! You are doomed! Oh, no. 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 Oh,
I have beaten him, and I have become stronger. So are there any other issues that you've been thinking about lately? Uh, yes, actually. It got me... When you when you started talking about eating babies, it got me thinking. I don't like babies. I wish that babies weren't born anymore. I don't think... I think the only countries that should be giving birth are... Chile? No, 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 not Chile. Maybe Chile. Maybe. Maybe the upper class in Chile. Um, the upper class in maybe... India and Japan, really just only the upper class. The lower class should not be allowed to reproduce. But that's the problem. Because there's too much of a lower class. Here's my theory about the classes. If the upper class were bigger, if they were more upper class, that would would fix everything. If if the upper class made up 90% of the population, they wouldn't be upper class anymore. Yes, they would. <laughs> You're right, they would. There'd It'd be, just be the lower class would be, be really small. That poor 10%. <laughs> that poor, poor 10%. One in every 10 boys and girls are born with a giant wart on their nose. This marks them as lower class. <laughs> Is that? That's true in Australia. Yes. They mm. call them dingo bats. <laughs> dingo bats? They call the warts dingo bats or the babies? Well, the... The babies, as a result of the name of the wart. Oh, oh, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Oh, well, um, I actually, yeah, I agree though. There's too many people in the world, and uh, too many of them are poor. And to, I don't understand the compulsion of the lower class, the the really poor, to be burdened with babies. Burdened Children. with babies. Burdened with babies. Hmm. It's like if you're imagine you're really poor. Imagine you're living in Uganda, Uganda, and you don't have Uganda. No, 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 Uganda. Uganda. No, 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 the country. Oh. Yeah, and you're living in Uganda, and you don't have anywhere to go. You you live in like a shack. You're really poor. You don't have access to good medicine because you can't afford it. You make about ten cents a year. Why do you want kids so bad? Why are why are why is the uh, or is there so such a uh, population so explosion over there? So they can work and give me money, so we can eat. Are you sure that that's it? Also, I kind of want company. I'm poor. I'd like to have some uh, some somebody company to play cards with. Somebody to play cards with. It's just a fifteen-year investment, and suddenly you've got somebody to play <laughs> cards with. It pays off in the long run. I agree. Anyway, I'd what's up with that? Why five do years. why do people in poor countries? have so many kids because they have Developing no access countries. to birth control what else they can do with their time man hmm. what else they can do with their time anything that's fun look they look for anything enjoyable their lives are shit. s their lives are s maybe um they need maybe they're they need some maybe if too. they don't have kids by the time they turn 60 they'll have they won't have anyone to support them who says they'll be even be able to be 60 or did you say 16? 60. Yeah, 60 is not going to happen. You no, think so? Not really? Uganda. Poor people. No. All right. It's a crazy idea. 60-year-old poor people in Uganda? Unless they weren't born poor. Hmm. I'm making hmm. that long. Well, we'll see. Okay. I bet you did. I didn't. Did. You're wrong. Did. No. Did. Uh. Buh. 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 Buh.
that was the best stuff <laughs> we've ever done. I thought that was our best stuff. Impromptu moping. <laughs> I feel strongly about that. I don't. <gasps> Your advertisement can go here. Your advertisement. All the music in the background, by the way, was made by Mr. Martin Bell. Sorry, Martin, I do not know the name of your band. But the track is called No Wave Glass Down. Welcome back to the Lack of Torkage podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Ryan. Lack of Torkage is a poetry prose Songwriting and funny stuff jamboree every Thursday night in the Gold Farb Center. Oh yeah, seven forty-five is the coffee, and it runs from then until nine thirty, maybe later if you want. But free coffee the whole way through and tea. We both live at Snowlow. That's Snow Lion for those of you who aren't idiots. Thankfully, they're not. Yeah. So just gonna, say snow line if you're not an idiot, you're probably not listening to this podcast. But we live at Snowline. And what do we think of it? What is just just give me three words that come to mind when you think of Snowline. Sin, deceit, murder. Youth, <laughs> hierarchy, and locks on doors. That's three words. Shut up! So, we got doors on our locks, and um, we don't have time to... uh, And whenever we come in and out, we have to beep uh, this loud door, and when the door is held open for longer than two minutes, it makes a loud wailing noise that hurts everyone's ears. And there are two rear exits that the uh, people before us used to be able to go in and out of, but those have been... Uh, armed with also loud noises that hurt everyone's ears. And um, there used to be a swimming pool in the back courtyard. And it was filled in. With dead bodies. And that's why we hear wailing all through the night. We hear wailing because they they put in the bodies, but they, they didn't put in the, the gravestones. <laughs> they didn't put in the gravestones. So, that's where we live. Um, there's a lot of cool people here at Snow Lion. Everybody's talented. Everybody's neat. Everybody's pretty, too. It's pretty people here. Technically. You want to get technical? I was talking to a girl the other night, and she believes that the prices are rather expensive. She doesn't understand why Snow Lions needs to turn a profit so badly. I don't understand. I don't. Why it's so expensive. And it seems that you could get, like, a house... With the same cost and rent a house and have two bedrooms and a living room and pay the same money for a two-bedroom apartment in Snowline. That is crazy. For a one-bedroom, we're paying seven fifty. True. Seven seventy-five. I saw an ad for a house, six hundred dollars really? a month. The whole house? No, I'm joking. It was more like twelve hundred dollars a month. But it's two bedrooms and a living room that could be another bedroom. Huh. Yeah. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Might even have a basement. God knows we don't have basements. Unless we live in it now. We do. 
Right, we do, technically. But it's not cool like a basement is. It's just like another floor. I see no dark, dingy walls. I see no dirt under our feet. I see no old, corroded bricks or ghosts. I want ghosts! Not just the wailing. I want real ghosts. Is that too much to ask for, Naropa? Is it too much? Here, I'll be Naropa. You, you, you come to me and you ask for that. Hey, Naropa, can we have some ghosts? No! No! <laughs> it's great how the only impression you could do is that of a monster. I got, got one and I got ten. Advertise here. What are we going to do? All right, this has been the uh, first official podcast for the Lack of Torquage Poetry Songwriting Prose Jamboree that starts at 745 in the Goldfarb Center. Uh, free coffee and tea. And uh, as a closing, we have our first guest ever. It is the lovely Gorgon that was debating with Ryan earlier about the drive of spirituality and decision-making. H- how are you doing? I'm good, 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 good. Uh, are you going to come to Lack of Torquage on Thursday night? Yes, 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 yes. Are you hungry for babies? All right, this I mean, is I'm Michael signing off. At the top of my and this is Ryan as well.